last time on Almost Heroes. Picked up our adventure in the high woods, surrounded by mushroom haze. There was a ghost woman that appeared and led us through the woods to a large manor house. House seemed to be deserted, but after uh, venturing there through it, were multiple fiends and an undead inside. Entered the house carefully, looking for Oswin's armor, also Oswin's mom, and came across what looked like Sigrid and Regalia. After Glenn killed the former Regalia, we eventually found the armor. It was the armor of the old god Muhammad, which seemed to make the house mad that we found it, and we eated our, our way out of it. On his way out, Rangrim threw a torch and started a fire that burned the house to the ground killing the night hag that had been inside. As we were heading back to the road, we encountered the goat Oswin. Oswin had died before it could be returned. Oswin gave us the armor before disappearing astral plane. We then decided to head north to Ebon Depth's mine. Uh, that's where we left off. Thank you very much, Bobby. And uh, with that, we will start episode 21, Iron Will. And uh, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to pick up, um, having left the house, uh, left the uh, the Bronze Guard estate behind. What's well, the uh, this the smoldering rubble of the Bronze Guard estate, um, <laughs> and uh, having left uh, Oswin and his family who had uh, departed to the astral plane, uh, you all had decided to travel north uh, and just kind of forge your way through the woods, through the high woods, uh, trying to find your way. Uh, just straight north instead of going all the way around and just kind of going on the path you were trying to like figure out a way to get through this forest uh get over the river that runs through the highwood and find your way directly to the ebon depths just trying to get there as quickly as possible um so that is where we're actually going to pick up is uh you know it's dawn the sun is kind of uh rising you know shining through the trees and uh you all are attempting to find your way north uh if i remember correctly we were on a east-west road correct the road doesn't actually go north-south and then we have the river between us and where we would consider the ebon depths to be exactly yeah you uh having having traveled like having started your journey uh you would be quickly uh within a very short period of time you would have hit especially running straight north like you would have hit uh the river i will say that like at the, at some points, the river does get a little bit further away. But if you uh, if your uh, purpose is to like get to the river and then try to just kind of travel left or right along it, uh, you can hit that pretty quickly. Okay, um, <clears throat> so it's you know since I do wake up earlier, um, I'm assuming Cosmo and Rangram slept in or on the cart. Probably Cos or Rangram slept on Champagne. Presumably. Sure, we can go. We can go with that. <laughs> okay, Let's uh, check out. just hammocked, hammocked between the two, just mm-hmm. between the two of them. Oh yeah. So while while he's asleep and Glenn's already finished his uh, or I guess they're both asleep. So Glenn would go about doing his his morning ritual. Um, he would set up a small little shrine to Chandrel and letting them really trying to show off for the donkeys just through a full blown like full gusto because he's just hyped that he just killed a version of Regalia. Like she's. 
at least the score is closer to two one at this point in his, in his mind. mind. Yeah, so he is he's pumped right now. Um, so he's just like really excited and starts to do his whole f- flourish, eyes closed, just going crazy. Um, do I see Chandrel? Does she appear before me or no? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you you start getting into your uh, your your morning ritual, and uh, Chandrel uh, appears, kind of leaning against a tree off to the side. And well, seems like you've had quite a successful evening. Oh man, I gotta say, it was a good night. Did you did you see all that? I caught bits and parts. I uh, I particularly liked the part where you uh, burned the entire place to the ground before leaving, or your friend did rather. Yeah, I mean. I was going to do it. I feel like we're all going to do it. That place was creepy as hell. That was some uh, some old angry magic, man. I'm sure the you world, the world saw will what be, we saw. The world will be better off without it, that is certain. And it will also be better off without that, even even though it may have been a uh, shadowy form of regalia, it's still quite good practice. And I actually have a little surprise for you. I've um, been researching, doing some some different kinds of meditations on what I can do to assist you further aside from these training regimens. And I think some more direct help is going to be better for you at this point. I think you've reached the point of our training where I think you need me with you a little bit more than before. And you deserve a little bit more of my attention. Are you uh, joining the squad? (laughs) As much as I would love to be uh, with your, uh, as you call squad in person, I think that, I will have to be spending a little bit more time inside of that uh, hallowed blade of yours than I would like, but it will allow me to have a little bit more of a direct contact and help with assisting your blade and doing as much damage as we can possibly make it. Well, do you uh, want me to be swinging while you're in it? Do you want me to like let you get out before I start shaking up? Like, How does that affect you? Swing away. I, uh, with, my, uh, with my powers combined in your blade, I'll be able to allow you to harness powers you were not able to do before. I'll I'll be able to, over time, as your power grows, my power will be able to be unleashed within the blade. So as you can handle it and control it, the stronger you become, more powers that I will be able to grant you. Well, that sounds sounds fantastic. It also means I get to talk to you whenever I want. These guys are not always the the most talkative. So I got a couple hours every morning that's just you and me time. (laughs) As long as you have uh, your hands on the blade, I'll be able to reach out to you. Be careful, though. I am my uh, my powers on the prime material plane are limited. I I can only directly interact in, in so many ways. So if if I were, for example, in a full conversation over the course of a day, I will be able to help you very limited in battle. So maybe we keep the conversations to directly necessary uh, or you know some witty banter from time to time. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not one to waste your time, really. Maybe just a little howdy-do in the morning, and we'll, we'll call it even, yeah? Sounds good to me. So uh, am I going to kick your ass this morning, or what? I lunge at her. <laughs> Take a swing. Uh, yeah, roll me an attack. Fuck me, dude. I never do well against her. <laughs> Does he ever do well, period? <laughs> not when he fights. <laughs> Only when he hides. 16 to hit, actually. I guess not that bad. Okay, um, I'll say that you, uh, I'll say that you go and you, you narrowly miss her, and she kind of like your uh, your blade kind of slices into the tree, but doesn't get stuck. Uh, and uh, yeah, you you both uh, go into a, a pretty solid round of training, and you can tell that she is pushing you harder than she has before. Um, I think just 
maybe feeling more confident in your ability that she's not going to accidentally kill you. Uh, and uh, yeah, so after a, a bit of time, you all have a pretty solid training regimen, and uh, she uh, she kind of, as as she is wont to do, uh, kind of jumps back towards the end and steps away. And well, I guess I'll be seeing you sooner rather than later. And this time when she disappears, um, she her like her form kind of turns into like this smoke, and that smoke kind of like clouds around the blade, and then just kind of like seems to like almost absorb into it and uh you can feel like a like a warmth in the blade that um you have felt before but it is definitely like a lot more of like a familiar warmth that's awesome okay so yeah after i kind of feel that warmth i kind of revel in it and appreciate what that means and the fact that someone i've been trying to impress is starting to give me even a, a source of their power or at least uh, the attention um and i bandage it up really tightly as keep it as protected and covered as possible while it's you know out in the world don't don't want to draw too much attention to it i clean up my little uh, commune that i had with her and uh i take the flat end of like just my regular scimitar and i smack rangrip across the stomach to wake him up (laughs) (laughs) and i go hey rangrip time to wake up let's hit the road and i just get like the driver's seat and i grab the the reins and i just yeah champagne before he even gets off just all in one move. He's like stumbling, trying to climb over the donkeys and make his way into the back of the cart. Um, uh, what? Why? Morning, sunshine. There's why? Whoa. Cosmo, wake up. And I take the scimitar and just bang it on the metal cage really loud. <clears throat> I'm awake. I'm awake. After all this hustle and bustle, I'm here. Oh, the elf is apparently in a very good mood, and um, I don't like it. Well, I would say we're burning daylight, but for you, Rangrim, that's a preference. But let's uh, let's hit the road. Well, you're yeah. driving, and I start heading. I guess so. West, back to the bridge. Yeah. So that's the thing. So you can. It's it was pretty far to go all the way back west um your plan i think originally was to just kind of like find your way through the woods um so it's kind of up to you whether or not you want to do that if you want to kind of try to figure out a way to get through the woods um you know you'll have to do some investigating to figure out whether or not there is a good solid path that's going to get you there yeah i mean i guess if we're in the road and we can can we hear the river from where we are is the river too far away uh do a perception check for me you if have the, audio, I have an advantage. Yeah, you do. It fucking didn't make a difference. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 5 and an 8 for a total oh, of 14. Need to get you some new dice, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just keep hucking them behind you. It's going to become a fucking hazard. It'll be out of D20s. <laughs> You going to the bathroom is just going to sound like you're wading through a fucking, like, uh, <laughs> one of those ball pits. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, okay, with that, I'll say that you can hear, like, distant like distant water, but you can't tell whether it's half mile away or, like, a mile away. But you, you can definitely sound, like, you can just hear the dull roar of water. And looking at the road, do I see any paths... I, I guess I'm gonna want to start heading east away from the you bridge. You definitely that we don't came. hear any paths. I'll tell like, you. Do that. I see? Do I see any paths like kind of breaking off? I would keep heading east towards the uh, Ash Fork Channel okay. until I kind of found a path that might lead me to okay. the water source that would be on my left. Yeah. So you 
you've you've headed back. So if you're if you're heading east, then you've headed past the smoldering rubbles of the Bronze Guard Manor, and you uh, there was certainly a path like the road continued past that. Um, yeah. So I'll say that after a little bit of time going down this path, uh, you do find like a. And these roads are extremely seldom traveled. And there's one that's even less traveled that, and pretty narrow that seems to head like kind of in a winding pathway uh, towards uh, the north there. It kind of goes a little bit more east, but it's it's like a northeasterly direction and kind of weaves its way through the trees. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to bring the donkeys at any like quick pace. So I'm just trotting along until we'd kind of find that find that. I don't think that's an I option that's a while. Yeah, <laughs> meandering. <laughs> They're definitely meandering. Yeah, yeah. A uh, a a trot along a trot along pace. Um, yeah. So, okay. So I'll say that um, heading that direction for a little bit of time. Uh, you you surmise that maybe like what probably would have been like half mile if you had just gone directly north. Probably it takes like a mile and a half, and then you start hearing the much louder and roaring sounds of like a uh, pretty strong and pretty fast river. While we're um, traveling, in the back, Rangrim would continue doing his little morning ritual, uh, doing his blessing of the forge to give my shield my plus one AC. Cool. And he just kind of sits there, and he kind of prays a little stoically over it and puts the shield on his back. And um, then he would pull out a piece of the uh, plate armor, and you and I had talked about this previously, mm-hmm. and using my instead of crafting something, I'm going to attempt to resize portions of it so that it fits me. Dope. And as he sits there and it kind of hovers in front of him, I imagine it starts to shrink, but it's almost like it's molten and any of the excess metal is dripping off of it at one point as it just shrinks and whether or not it collects somewhere. Yeah, I think that you're talented enough to be able to, like, know that, like, maybe you set something underneath it that, like, normally you would put to, like, to actually, maybe you, like, you keep this with you, but, like, something that you would pour excess metal in to make, like, bars of it. And so, like, you have that connected below and, like, this kind of, like, all this is dropping, this, like, molten uh, platinum is, like, dropping down into this and, like, yeah, I mean, you're able to, you probably have to move it a couple different times, or but you end up with like a couple different excess bars of this material through, through the process. And while that's happening, I'm also taking some of the um, excess scrap metal that I have, which I'm assuming is just iron, like wrought iron, and using that to kind of weave like a strange pattern just through the front of it, not into the platinum itself to weaken it, but it almost just adds like a strange decoration to it so it's like the shining platinum and there's this dark wrought iron around the edges going through it in different points is it like a chaotic like uh like root pattern or is it more like a symmetrical pattern so i imagine it at, at this point it's on the chest and it would be a bit more chaotic as it would go out through a symbol on the chest that i don't know exactly what it is yet okay cool Awesome. Yeah, so is it still containing uh, any kind of, like, dragon symbology at all or Bahamut symbology, or has that all been removed, basically? No, that's what, that's where I'm trying to figure out the minutia of exactly how it would look, because that stuff would still remain, because I'm more or less just kind of shrinking it mm-hmm. and adding these, like, darker elements and patterning, patterning through it. As mm-hmm. I just think the bright shininess isn't totally Rangrim style, mm-hmm. and he would incorporate more iron into it. For sure. No, definitely. And then, of course, like, uh, em- embellishing, like, 
it nips, uh, Pierce nips onto it as well, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, this Donok is on there right now. Of course, absolutely, 100%. Uh, I, I, if, I mean, worst case Wait, scenario, yeah, I mean... Is it, is it canon that you have, like, heart, like, big hoops where your nipples are that I can <laughs> I can potentially attach and pull things from? Not on the armor. Uh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> he, was the, he was called the Minotaur in college. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, that's awesome. I think that that's really rad, and I, I think that um, I think that you're able to uh, forge that thing. Uh, I mean, I, I, as far as like timing goes with with it, I think we might be playing a little bit of Calvin Ball here, but I, I like the idea that like you're able to complete this armor before you hit the river. Um, so like, I, I, yeah, I think it's I think that's awesome. So like, the, I'd be able to more or less finish the whole set, making everything smaller. Yeah, yeah. Dope. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can so get you more definitive details on how it looks. So, like the dragon iconography would still exist; it would just be changed slightly in certain areas. Cool. So, that's, awesome. as you said, there was like a large head of Bahamut, like on the, the chest of the armor. Yeah. So, picture like um, like what it looks like when like a lion's head is looking directly at you, and it's kind of like embrazened, like off of it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I guess uh, it'd be like that, but with a dragon. And then the the pauldrons would have had that as well. And then the shield had a side profile of Bahamut on it. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I guess you can, like, if, as the journey continues, you can, like, do some finishing touches on it as well. But um, I'll say that you're able, to, you're able to do the functional bulk of it, of the resizing, uh, before hitting the river. Dope. Right on. But, yeah, so, uh, um, Cosmo, are you wanting to do anything? Mm-mm. Just sleep, but... Apparently Glenn doesn't want. You can sleep back in the car. We got time. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, then. Uh, yeah. Very shortly then after that, you are coming across the river. Are you just going right up to the bank of it? Uh, you can see that along the bank of the river, it does seem like there is uh, kind of a natural pathway. Like the trees obviously don't go directly up to the water, um, so there's kind of like a, a little bit of an o- open edge, and then it seems like it kind of like dips down at an angle into the into the the uh, river itself. Um, no, I think it's a bad idea. So I'd kind of pull the cart to a, a slow halt while we uh, get, I guess, closer to the river's edge, but not like... I, once the dirt started to get wet, I would stop it maybe like five feet before that. Okay. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I, I just didn't know if you're breaking out of the tree line at all or if you're just like kind of staying within the tree line to like protect yourself from view. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think Glenn would think to do that. I think he would just kind of go to where before it started to look like it was muddy. Um, okay. Kind of just pull out a little bit and bring the cart to a stop. Says, uh, well, boys, I think we got a decision to make. Mm. You, we, you certainly can't expect us to try and float this. Look at it. It's racing. Yeah, how fast is it going? It's pretty fast. Um, I don't know if you know how deep it is, uh, but I would say that it is probably a good 30 feet across. Cosmo okay. just, like, finds the biggest rock he can find and, like, hucks it into the river. Okay, uh, yeah, roll me a uh, nature check? Nature check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be a 50. Uh, I'll say that it makes a pretty good splash, uh, and you don't hear it, like, hit any rocks you just hear it go thunk, and then uh it just sinks and uh yeah you can't really see anything other than that but you know it's not shallow I'll tell you that but right. well uh i don't think uh with how uh 
watch that rock just kind of kaplunked. I think we want to try and uh, ride across this. We should go a better way. Well, maybe we can uh, look down the river and see if we can't see a bridge or something. So I hop off the cart and I walk, I guess, East past like west? the tree's trees edge. No, I just like walk towards the river more oh, and I just cool. look east and west to see. Do I see like anything extending out past the over the river? Like, do I see any bridges, any makeshift bridges? Perception. I should have known. Can I hear for bridges? Yeah. Can I listen? Uh, 14. Bridge, 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 well, bridge, bridge. Well, what what are we doing? We're perceiving for bridges. Yeah, you guys can all roll if you're perceiving for bridges. You do see uh, Jeff bridges, and it's kind of weird, but he's always there. I attack. <laughs> I rolled. I rolled two, so I probably actually saw Jeff bridges. Comes <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn's <laughs> the one at twenty for the day. <laughs> what well, it was a perception. Yeah, I actually I rolled a nine. Nice, I got a fourteen. Um, nineteen. Okay, so uh, with a nineteen, I will say that you don't see a uh, a bridge per se, but you do. You don't. Well, you don't know if it's a bridge. You you see something that seems to be kind of like spanning the river, uh, kind of farther up to uh, the east. And but as you're looking at it, you're like, no, it doesn't cover it all the way. It's just kind of in the middle of it. And then, like, as you're looking at it, it's kind of getting bigger, and it seems to be kind of... Actually, no, it'll be west, because it's flowing east. So west, it's to the west, uh, and uh, there's, like, something that seems to be uh, kind of slowly coming towards you, and it's floating down the center of the river. Well, guys, uh, I see something, but it also seems to be getting bigger. Coming this way. Uh, you guys have bridges that move up here? I never heard of a bridge that moves. Most of the I think they call are. them boats, right? Isn't that, isn't that the word for them? What's a boat? Uh, well, my friend, you're about to learn something new. Nice. Think it's um, a friendly or an aggressive boat, Cosmo? Oh, we're about to find out. Uh, as it's getting closer, you're seeing that the shape of this thing is much more raft-like. Uh, it's very flat. Uh, it has like kind of a, a slight, uh, some sort of like awning covering that's coming up on part of it um and it kind of looks like there is a, a small a very small form uh smaller than like humanoid uh that seems to be kind of sitting on the edge of it um and it's just kind of floating down the river at you but it's very raft like very tom sawyer but i think there's a little fella coming down this way uh do we want to move the cart or do we just we might just let him pass i mean he might get have a way for us to get across too right Oh, maybe he knows uh, how we can get up in the, no- the north and what where we are to be going. Right, well, uh, should we say hi? Well, that seems like seems like something we do. Ringroom is already just frantically waving, like. <laughs> um, as you, as, yeah. So if if you all are just uh, being uh, just kind of waiting for this this individual to float past. Um, as they get a little bit closer, you can just kind of hear like a, kind of like a, a whistling of like a, and, and just like this whistling of this, of this creature as they kind of get closer. And, um, actually all of you roll me nature checks. Um, uh, a dirty 20. 
a dirty four. Man, you are going to roll some great rolls later. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, mine is 15. Okay. It's clean. Um, I'll say- it's clean. <laughs> Okay, so I'll say Glenn. Uh, I'll say well, I'll say Cosmo. You you see this? Uh, for, you have absolutely no idea what the fuck this thing is, Rangram. Um, you're like that's well, it's not a person. It's not a dwarf. It's not an elf. So I have no I have no idea what that it, could it's be. Jeff, it's Jeff Bridges. It's Jeff Bridges. Of course. <laughs> Damn, I should have named this thing Jeff Bridges. Um, uh, so you see this uh this raft kind of getting pretty close at this point, and uh, you see a small form of what looks like a kind of amphibious type creature like a almost like a, a big frog uh that seems to be sitting on the edge of this raft uh with a fishing pole in hand just kind of kicking its feet uh to kind of slow the the progress of this thing to kind of keep it from moving too quickly uh and uh glenn you would recognize that this creature is a bullywug hi glenn would brian would not hey uh how you doing over there kind of waving as he's slowly floating past oh oh, oh hey um oh it's so uh, it's so nice to to, to to meet some meet some friends out here um what <laughs> what do you uh you're not gonna kill me are you uh we thought about it we're gonna we're still undecided let's let's call it that um it, it starts kind of like kicking its feet uh to move the raft i'm just, I'm just <laughs> kidding come on you, you know i'm kidding it's a joke it's it's lighthearted. what uh you seem to really be able to navigate this river. You got any advice for us getting our cart across? Uh, well, um, I mean, yeah, if you're not going to kill me, I, I think that I, I, I could probably help you get across. I, um, hmm, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get those, um, those, that, that thing, those things though. I, I, I don't think those are going to be able to go across. Uh, I'm a dwarf, but I mean, if you're talking about the donkeys. Oh, oh no, I, I know. I'm so sorry. Um, no, I meant like, uh, those, um, uh, Tiny horses, those, those things. I've, I, in the cart, I don't think I can get those across. I very solemnly look to Rangrim, just kind of hang my head, walk up to him, I go, put my hand on his shoulder, and go, well, my friend, it's been a good ride, but every good thing must come to an end someday. And I start to pull my scimitar and walk towards Champagne. <laughs> oh, you don't you do it. <laughs> and then I like see that real quick. Like, nah, just kidding. We can't leave them behind. Come on, they're, they're family. Can't you tell? Uh, well, I'm, I, yeah, there, I mean, there is a, um, there, there is a crossing uh, a little bit further up, but, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Why is that? Well, uh, the, the, the brothers, the, the brothers are, uh, they, they, they watch it. I'm going from Kermit the Frog to Ray Romano to like <laughs> something else that I is it's, it's like, all the same. <laughs> Smeagol, I think, is getting in there a little bit too. You've never seen Ray Romano and Kermit the Frog in the same place at the same time, can't you? Diane. <laughs> um. Oh, great. Uh, by by the way, uh, he loves bullywugs. Uh, by by the way, uh, my name is uh, Timurk, uh, the bullywug. Nice to meet you, Timurk. I'm uh, Glenn. These are my friends, Cosmo and Rangrim. All right, so um, you said uh, there's a place up there because I'm not leaving my donkeys. These two, I'll leave them. Not leaving the donkeys. Who are these brothers? Uh, yeah, um, if you if if you keep going east, uh, you'll 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 come right across it. Uh, like I said, it's it's pretty easy to cross, except for the fact that the people are guarding it. Well, is, can they be uh, 
bartered with? I, I, I don't, I don't barter with them, but yeah, maybe I barter with steel, maybe. Well, uh, reckon I've got enough steel to barter with them. <laughs> right, that see, it gets it. You're not killing yeah, my donkeys and my daughter, Glenn. Yeah, it's it's not easy being uh being small, so it's uh <laughs> it's hard to uh it's hard to battle my way at a certain situation sometimes. But uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to to go up there. It's uh it's not my river. Right. Well, I might be a little bit short, uh, but uh, I have a feeling we might be able to handle ourselves. Uh, what else? What else could you tell us about these uh, brothers? Um. Well, they. Uh, they're not nice. I, I, I really don't give them much of a wide breath. I've just heard um, it kind of goes around the Bullywug community, but um, yeah, it, it, we just man, we just stay away. We have a, there, there's only been one or two Bullywugs that have kind of fallen into their net, but just just gotta stay away. Is this down the river or is this up the river? The pass that you're talking about down down the river east. Well, I mean, you're heading that way. When when do you? Just oh no no back? no! I I. Uh, I'll probably head back just a little bit past this, but uh, I don't want to get too close. They uh, they kind of patrol the entire other side of the river. When you say they patrol, is it like just the two brothers patrol and they jail people, or are you talking about like I, I, they have I don't even squads of goons? Uh, it's not just three the three brothers. There's 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 more than that. There's uh, they got they have things and people and that work for them. Hmm. What happens to a, a Bollywog when they get caught? I, I would know. They haven't made it back to tell us. That seems foreboding. Mm. You, you're telling me. <laughs> uh, look to look to Cosmo and say, "So, Cosmo, what do you think? We uh, crossing the bridge down that way? I don't know if we're going to be able to get across the river here. And I mean, heading back." So where we cross is going to take probably about a day. Right. Well, I feel uh, I feel we've got a better chance of bartering our way across some bridge, and uh, this river will be much less forgiving. Feel. I say we uh, head on uh, our way down and see if we find out more about these brothers. Rangram, you cool with that? Oh, you guys coming? Rangrim's already like ready to drive the car towards the bridge because he's sold. Yeah. He's... Right. Well, it, then it uh... includes bringing uh, bringing the donkeys. Then Rangrim <laughs> is the, in. That's the yeah. That's the that's the winning uh, plan. Right. Well, uh, what was it, Tim? Tiny. Uh, it, Tiny it's, Tim. It's Timurk. Yeah, Tim. no. <laughs> well, um, well, that's kind of, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, my name's uh, Timurk. Right, well, Timurk, it's been a pleasure. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, have... <laughs> Dan just got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm putting the pieces together. But right. You know, what's, mm-hmm. Tim, what's Timurk backwards, Bobby? Oh, damn it. Oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, uh... Nice. Hey... Well, okay. Uh, well, um, it was uh, it was really nice seeing you all live. I um, I uh, hope uh, I hope they kill you quickly. And then he kind of 
paddles away <laughs> back up the river. As he paddles away, yell out, not if we kill you first. And then just wave oh, like God. really friendly. <laughs> and it goes, he goes faster. Uh, uh, it, 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 a, jet, a jet ski stream kind of flies up behind his, his, his uh, raft as he picks up speed and kicks faster. Uh, let me tell you, I have to say, those would have been some of the best frog legs I've ever made by, if we had. Shocked, Glenn looks at Cosmo and goes, that is the only thing that I could think of that entire time. And I like high five him. But, we, I, Glenn would climb back up into like the back section of the, the cart and start folding up his like super elaborate golden white and just covers his head. And he takes out the, uh, the mask, the disguise self mask, the, the white one and like shifts <laughs> it to the side. So it's, so he's wearing it, but it's just kind of off to the side, tucked away in the hood. Cool. He's like, well, boys, I think it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride, but as long as we got Clogney and Champagne, we'll be fine. Right, Rangram? Yeah. Uh, look at, let's see how shiny I am now. You literally you know, the now. only one now, Cosmo. Mm-hmm. But you just had to go and steal light, <laughs> didn't you? You just had yeah. to have it. Well, no, you, you just, I'm, I'm, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I, I heard before one time. Well, did you make that up? Uh, I make up a lot of things. So probably. I, I think <laughs> I heard it myself say it one time. But there's there's sense. I'll allow it. Dude, you mm-hmm. guys with that armor on is probably the most heinous thing in the morning when the sun is just like directly like on you. <laughs> that is thoroughly a new use of weapon. <laughs> It'll happen. Mm-hmm opposite of a dart it's just blinding everyone um awesome yeah so uh you're able to kind of like head along the river staying out of the muddier bits um the, the river seems to kind of like as it's going it kind of widens uh and, and gets a little bit thinner sometimes and kind of does meander a little bit so it um sometimes you kind of have to dip into the trees a little bit to stay out of like where the the bank is like collapsed or it gets a little bit higher um but i'll say that um after like maybe traveling for maybe an hour or so um, you can start to see that there is what looks like some sort of kind of stone bridge crossing uh, in in the distance, maybe another like hundred feet in, in in front of you. I would use uh, or I'd bring Poe into existence. He's his Raven form today, um, and just kind of set him to fly high as soon as we would see the stone structure, um, and I just kind of give him the command to go see what he can see. And as I'm sitting down in the, the cart, as it's still moving, I'm going to like blink into his vision and fly off. It's like I'm inside Poe at this moment. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, roll me a perception check and you can just use your vision for Poe. I would try to get, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm vanishing this dice. I was gonna say, I try <laughs> to get as close as possible, but I rolled a three and it's a plus one. So four. Sick. You're still keeping those nat 20s just like in locked in though for um, later. Um, they're going to really pay off eventually. Uh, yeah, no, I got a four for Poe. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, you fly up with Poe and you're like, wow, those are sure there's a lot of trees. Um, I will say for your four, uh, this road, it, see, it does seem like it's a little bit more traveled. And when you're looking at it, it actually seems like the road that's going to this bridge is kind of coming up from... Uh, from the east instead of coming up from the direction you guys had come from the west uh so it's like coming up it's coming northwards from the east 
uh, and seems to be kind of heading for the most part north uh, through the through the trees. And it's got a little bit, a lot more of a, a wider pathway, uh, not so like completely encompassed by the forest like the one you were on before. Uh, okay, I would kind of report that. I would, you know, bamf out a hoe and I'd report that information. But as we uh, got a little bit of a road crossing up ahead and looks like a big, big strong structure. I'm guessing I couldn't see if there's anybody near the bridge with that roll. No, well, yeah, you didn't see anyone. You didn't okay. see anyone near the bridge. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a just a pretty good sized stone bridge, enough for like a a decently sized cart to cross. Uh, looks like it'd be sturdy enough for us to get across, but uh, I didn't see anybody there. So, so coast is clear. close to the bridge. Um, he said these brothers don't like people crossing their bridge. Um, we probably should keep an eye out. Uh, for um, you know, people. What's that word that you use, Glenn? Like when you, as when you do it successfully, like like when you would sneak on people and try to jump on them. But whenever you've done it, they always see you first. Isn't there I mean, a word for that? Yeah, it's called hurt feelings. And right. oh, no, no, well, no, no, no. We it's, gotta it's... look out for any hurt feelings <laughs> coming down this road. I, I think you raise a great point. If you uh, keep it nice and slow, I can stay up in the trees and keep a lookout. But I think we might want to take this next few, next 100 feet of travel pretty carefully. And I'm going to hop up uh, into the tree of, line. You know, Brangram's keeping his eyes peeled to look to see if there's anything suspicious. That's not like, you know, if there's like a dead drop or something that they might ambush passersby on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll. Uh, how how close are you guys at this point? Still the same distance. I think we were just kind of slowly moving forward after he came out of Pope. We kind of mm-hmm. slowed to a slower pace, rather. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll me. <clears throat> roll me a perception. I pers- um, I would have. Um, I don't think I would have done this perception check. I'm gonna because I'm gonna hop in or I guess out of the cart and in go into the tree line and just be kind of stealthing through the trees. I'm okay. keeping an eye on the cart, not necessarily like... Mm-hmm. So Rangrip's driving the cart at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I would be moving the cart forward, and I rolled a 15. Okay. Um, I'll say that you see some potential areas that are concerning to you as far as hiding goes. Um, there are... Uh, the way that the bridge is designed, It's um, it's got a lot of different little, like, uh, arches, um, all of which, and some of those are actually on the dirt side, and on, like so, there is actually room underneath that if people wanted to hide. Um, you mm-hmm. can also see that like the tree line is pretty close to the other side as it is on your side, and if somebody like Glenn wanted to be hiding within the trees, they could be. Uh, but that you don't see anything right now. Uh, I don't see just, anyone in there. I can see some sketchy areas, but you can see some potential problematic areas that uh, okay people could hide at. Right on, right on, right on. Uh, I got a 21 for stealth as I'm kind of moving through the trees. Ooh. Yeah, you are a fucking ghost. There it is. <laughs> My dice heard, uh, your dice heard me talking smack. No, that was a 10. I have a plus 11 to stealth. It was still oh, a terrible okay. roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So that would have a 30, uh, 31 on a 20. That's fucking insane. Yeah. That's a natural 31. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's that's the dirty number. Yeah, it's a dirty 21. Uh, you yeah, can so, roll a thirty without even a, rolling a twenty is fucking insane. I don't, I don't hate it, but it's also like <laughs> the capstone, so it makes sense. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Glenn would be moving through the trees, um, just trying to keep pace with the cart and just keeping a lookout in 
I guess I can't keep track of both things. So I'd be like keeping a track of the trees in front of me and seeing if mm -hmm. I see any of me in there, <laughs> like anybody doing exactly what I'm doing, trying to okay. up any cart sneak. Yeah, I'll say yeah. I'll say that it's it's probably a solid uh, sixty feet to the other side. So I'll say uh, give me a give me a perception check, but I'm gonna give you disadvantage because of cover. Well, that one. I got a 14 uh, and a one. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So you, uh, you're, you're kind of walking through these trees and you're looking, but like, you're, you're just kind of like, you don't know if you're focusing too hard. You don't know if it's just like the fact that the cart's kind of impeding your way. The trees are impeding your way. You don't see, uh, anything whatsoever. Like you, you, you just see trees. Okay. Nothing can see me. I'm fine. Right. See nothing, but you can. Well, um, I'm going to keep traveling um, at, at this pace. I don't know where the elf is. What do you think, Cosmo? Right. Well, uh, things look a tad bit uh, fishy up ahead. I suppose maybe I should wander up ahead and uh, see if I can flush something out. Sounds good to me. Right. So uh, Cosmo will basically um, step onto the side of the cart and then as, like... Uh, steps off. He asks, "Fine, Steed," and uh, Steve shows up. Fine, Steve. <laughs> you found Steve. Right. Oh, there he is. Hello, Steve. And he just drops down onto his uh, spectral Steve. <laughs> awesome. And uh, like, let's go have a look ahead, shall we? And he just, ooh, they, we move up ahead. Um, okay. You're getting pretty close to the bridge at this point. Are you trying to cross the bridge? Um, so I, I would say, uh, yeah. So keeping, I, I want to get at least, would you say I could probably put a good 20, 30 feet between me and the cart? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say that the cart probably at this point is uh, 60 feet from the bridge. Because uh, yeah, I think you were 100 feet and now you've moved forward. So 60 feet is probably fair. Uh, right. So yeah, if you if you, if you want to move as much of that distance as you want to move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, I would probably put a quick 30 feet between me and the cart and just like a good trot uh, ahead and then kind of slow down a little bit. And maybe do uh, a perception around some of these like questionable spots that I was for an investigation. Uh, perception's probably the best because it's just generally trying to find something out. Okay, uh, I perceive not much. Okay, yeah, I'll say that like you're you're riding around this horse and it's still not very familiar to you. Right. Um, and so like you're 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 trying to look as much as you can, but you're you're very kind of uncomfortable and this is a, uh, it's just not the opportune right. thing to be seeing this while moving as much as you are moving forward. But, well, I kind of like turn, turn the horse and look back at rain grim. And I just kind of shrug my shoulders of like, Oh no. And just, well, I guess we're fine then. And, and I just, just would wave him up. up the pace a little bit on the cart. God, you guys have just been rolling absolute trash. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, it, by the time you're catching up with Cosmo, you're about 30 feet from this bridge um, at this point. And you're seeing that, like, this this bridge uh, going across, like, the structure of it is is this uh, stone structure, and then the, the top part of, like, is, like, almost faced in this wooden right. on the top. Right, Okay um cosmo would uh quickly kind of like trot over to 
just just pretty much walk right up to the bridge, but not going out on it, but Cosmo would just trot over to it. Okay. Um, yeah, there, uh, it, it seems like this, uh, like, you're just basically looking straight across this bridge that spans about 30 feet, and there, you're just seeing, like, the kind of, like, rough path that goes past it, and then uh, just kind of, like, into the tree line that has, like, a little bit of, like, mist, and it's kind of obscures it as your vision gets a little bit further, um, but there's just, like, it's just kind of a tree-lined path uh, past this bridge. Does the bridge look sturdy? The bridge looks sturdy enough. Though some of the wood planks are warped and uh, and whatnot, but it seems like it's it'll hold you, uh, especially because of like the more stone structure underneath it. Got it. Okay. And um, does it look worn or does it look? I mean, it looks like it's been here for a while. It doesn't seem like it's like always used, like extremely, extremely frequently. But it's also not as overgrown as like some of the pathways you were pa- you were uh, traveling on through the high wood. Right. Okay. Um. I would kind of turn and glance up into the tree, trying to spot Glenn. Okay. Are you still like just standing on the edge of the yeah, bridge? Yeah. I just want to try and see if I can get a floor where Glenn is. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I roll me a perception, a Glennception check. I don't know. Glennception. Uh, it is a third. Uh, yeah, I don't think you see Glenn. Well, not with that. Not with his stealth check that he rolled twenty-one. Right. Um, you would see from like just over the trees. You would see Poe, kind of like taking a, a turn and like kind of covering over the cart. So like you know at least Poe is near. You have a a general idea of where Glenn might be. But yeah, he's, he's right. hidden. I I I see Poe and I kind of like. Just make try to make direct eye contact with the bird. Po <laughs> poops. Not not on Bobby, just like but poops. Uh, well uh Yeah, roll uh, actually yeah, roll a uh a ranged attack for Poe. <laughs> Down. I love it. Oh my god. Is oh it a nat twenty? <laughs> there it is. There's the nat twenty. You literally rolled all those bad rolls, and you roll the nat twenty oh, on your teammate. I don't think he was. I don't think he was anywhere near me. Oh my oh, god! No, he was crazy. for sure. Now, especially, it doesn't even matter. This the the speed he was flying and the distance it got to carry. It was it was just. Bombs. Cosmo, you're looking up, and for a second, you're like, "Oh, I feel better," because like, and just in, this is you in your head, like feeling better that the fact that like your friend is there and he's looking over you and keeping watch on you in this kind of like moment where you're a little bit more exposed, and then you see something coming towards you, you're like, "What oh, that is?" And you get hit, hit right in the eye with uh, with pose dropping, well, well, <laughs> and it just kind of goes. Coming, I'll be honest. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I just I just get hit in the eye, and I'm just like, <laughs> this this bird. This bird will forever be called Pooh. Rangram <laughs> <laughs> uh, shouts at seeing him grab grab his uh, uh, Cosmo. Is everything all right? It will be. Well, it, what happened? The bird shit in me eye. <laughs> what? What? Pooh pooped in me eye. <laughs> Rangram falls off the cart because he is just belly laughing. Uh. Cosmo, as you are uh, wiping this uh, this 
poo-poo uh, out of your eye. Um, I, I need for you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. With, with Glenn's luck, I'll get a net 20. It's <laughs> true. Hey, it's good luck if you get pooped on by a bird. Uh, it's a dirty 20. Um, yeah, so you, uh, you're kind of wiping, you're kind of wiping out of your eye and you're like, oh God, you're like kind of bending down and you, you just kind of like feel your hair whistle as, uh, something, uh, shoots directly over your head, uh, and, uh, coming from, from the other side of the bridge from across the bridge. Yeah. And, uh, Rangrim, uh, you see what looks like a splat of a web that just like sticks to a tree, uh, right next to the cart. Well, that's not good. And Rangrim would actually kind of run and kind of hop back up and turn the cart the other direction so the donkeys are facing the other way. And then just kind of hold up behind the cart and relay that information to Cosmo. So are you, you are you like, uh, in relation to the bridge, where is the cart placed? It's still in the same same place, like okay. same distance. I just kind of spun it. Not actually, sorry, not three, not like one eighty, like ninety degrees. So it's like sideways, and I'm using the cart sort of as cover behind okay. it. And you're still thirty feet away, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't moved forward. I just changed the orientation of the cart and shouted that yeah. to Cosmo. Gotcha. So yeah, the reason that it would have hit near you is because like it kind of went forty five degree angle past Cosmo, um, and then and then hit the tree near you. And just like has left this like big spot of web that's about this uh, about a foot and a half. So, um, Glenn, do you see um, anything up there that shoots uh, stuff? Uh, yeah, that's actually going to be my question. Do I see from the tree line, like looking at the bridge, watching Cosmo at the end? Can I see this thing that just launched at him, or what launched at let's him? Let's do let's do a perception check with advantage. And Cosmo, uh, I don't believe you would have seen it because you were rubbing the poop out of your eye. <laughs> you had bent over. Uh, you just tw- felt the, something fly over your head. A dirty 23. Yeah, so uh, you saw what looked like a um, kind of like a smaller figure uh, cast something, and you saw a flash, and then you saw, saw something kind of like just within the trees on the other side of the bridge on kind of the right-hand side, uh, the east side, I guess, would have, uh, of, yeah. So if you're going across the bridge to the right, uh, just within the trees there, you would have seen a smaller figure, flash of light, and uh, a spell shoot from them at, towards Cosmo, and it fly past. Um, how far is the, or how long is the bridge? How far am I from that spot that I saw it fly from? You said the bridge about... Uh, yeah, so it's about 60 feet to the other side. Um, I'll say, yeah, I'll say it's about 60 feet still. Uh, then I'm going to, from the tree line, take a shot. I'm going to take a shot yeah. with my longbow. Yeah, um, so they're going to have half cover. Half cover is plus two, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm hidden, so I would have advantage, right? Because I'm guessing he doesn't see me. Uh, yeah, yeah, you would have advantage. Neat. Uh, not good. Uh, I got a one and a three, so 11. <laughs> you shoot, uh, I assume you're using your, uh, your new bow. Your, or your new yeah be using the ring arrows. of volleys i'm trying to like highlight where they were so i'm just trying okay. to like yeah so you try to stick the tree if i'm gonna miss yeah so you shoot this you shoot your uh your first time using the ring of volleys you shoot this thing off and it whizzes across uh with this like magic uh arrow that's kind of like luminescent which is pretty fucking sick except for the fact that you miss uh pretty pretty quite a lot uh this like it hits pretty high up into the tree um and uh it you know that it was pretty close like maybe direction wise but like you hit way above their head 
and then like when it hits the tree and does it splash or does it like stick into it um that's actually a little bit of flavor we can uh if you want just to kind of exp- like i want to splash when it hits. yeah, yeah, yeah uh cool. as that happens i'm like yeah exactly i'm like uh yell from the trees he's in that tree and then i hide again <laughs> uh yeah roll me another stealth check because you're after you just yelled uh a lot 24 okay so better you still um, rolled bad that's what that means <laughs> it yeah, does <laughs> you got a nine or something like that 13 but yeah yeah so uh Rangram would have seen the arrow fly overhead towards this tree right mm-hmm. oh that one and i'm gonna cast guiding bolt at the gentleman thing humanoid beastie whatever it is in the tree Okay, I'm going to say that you probably, uh, I don't know if you would have, do you? Just, would he have uh, seen it? Would he have known? Yeah, I don't think he saw the figure. You just knew that that's the tree. So I'm going to have to give you this advantage on the hit. I'm sorry, that's my guy. Fine. I'm totally just firing it. I'm 100% doing exactly what you think I'm doing. Going, cool. It's over there somewhere. Bing. Cool. Disadvantage. Let's go. Oh, my God. That is a dirty 20. Oh shit! Uh, okay. Damn, I rolled okay. a natural. I rolled a twenty in that too. I rolled a twenty oh, and a thirteen. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Okay. So that that hits. Um. You you launch this thing off and guiding bolt. Is it just like a like just like a uh, arrow of light? Like what is guiding bolt? Look it's like? just like a flash of light. So it would just be like a, I think of it almost just like a really like like holy looking like Star Wars laser beam. It's just like, <laughs> okay. Phew. Okay, so you shoot this, uh, you shoot this, uh, this, this god laser out of your hand, uh, yeah. and it it flies over there, um, and uh, it kind of like has arc on it. And you're like, oh shit, I shot too low, and then you hear something go like, ah, <laughs> and it gets hit, uh, and roll some damage. All right. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that is fifteen damage. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. And cool. don't they, isn't Guiding Bolt the one they light up like the 4th of July? Yep. No, yes, they, they up are. Like the 4th of July and the next tech against them has advantage. Um, so, uh, Cosmo, you, you, fi- you look up finally got it, getting all this stuff out of your eye and you like, you're like, oh my God. And you, you, you felt the thing fly over your head and then you see Rangram, you see both Glenn and Rangram shooting, uh, you know, basically laser beams over into this uh, forest. And then you see one of them hit and now there's an illuminated figure, uh, pretty small in stature. Uh, but they are uh, they are kind of like seemingly just within the tree line, uh, and yeah, that's what you see. Um, so seeing the figure uh, over there, I would the command. And I say, "You there, sit." <laughs> and he has to. He's in command. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> okay. He has to make a. Okay. Well, that's not good. Uh, yeah. uh, it has a five do for you. How does he sit? <laughs> um, you see that this figure that's glowing in this uh, luminescent radiant light uh, just dropped to the ground, and now they are hidden completely behind like the shrubbery and bushes. Like They were just a very small form to begin with. Uh, and then you hear uh, what sounds like a very disgruntled, like, Ugh, and you see the figure get uh, picked up, uh, by a much larger figure that walks out of the tree line and you're now, and then the larger figure tosses this smaller figure and they kind of roll across the ground a little bit. And you can now see that the little figure was a, uh, like kind of like a small halfling, but they look 
really dirty and there's like this shadow that seems to kind of follow them as they're almost like a, a pig pen situation from uh, peanuts um but uh the figure himself that just stepped out of the tree line is uh one of the biggest goliaths you've ever seen and uh they have a pretty big uh hammer just like this monstrous maul that is strapped across their back uh and they one thing that's strange about them is they do have like the markings of a normal goliath but they also have like this iron like this iron plating that is like embedded into their face almost like patchwork think like um orcs from the lord of the rings trilogy like they just like almost like patches of this iron like attached to uh what you can see are like pretty gnarly scars and like areas that are marked underneath that but like half of this uh torso and like bare torso and like basically just like paint like shorts situation going on but like I would say that a good 40% of their body is covered in these, like, metal platings and, like, half their faces, like, where one eye is completely not visible. Um, I, well, what do we have here? Uh, well, I'm a dwarf, but I'm not really sure where you are. I'm much bigger than you, I'll tell you that. I just kind of look back at Rangrim and wink. Yeah, we can see that, buddy. But, well, uh, we was just, uh, looking to cross this here bridge. It's just traveling on through. And, uh, your, uh, little friend over there decided to take shots at me. Oh, is is that all you want to do? No, well, come on, come right across. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. And Rangrim starts having the donkeys cross the bridge. Right, well... (laughs) Well, I just, uh, I kind of was like, well, let let me go on across first. All right. I'll uh, see that it's sturdy, a bridge. Is this your bridge here? Uh, I didn't catch your name. My name's Willie. What? Willie. Is that Willie your name? Willie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Willie does not laugh. Um, it seems to go quite over his head, but um, this uh, this is our bridge. Um, but I'll uh, you're you're welcome to come across. Just I I might have just a just a, a slight request of you. Right, make it now. That you just come that you just come and do a little uh, work off some of your debt for us. Well, debt? I'm in no debt. I'm. Well, you, you're asking to cross another man's bridge. I think that you own something. But I glance down at the rock and I, well, I don't see your name on it. That's fair. That's that's fair. Uh, you know, maybe us brothers should put our names on this, but you don't seem to be uh, taken too kindly to my offer there, little man. Well, you're offering to put me in debt, walk across a bridge. Doesn't seem like a fair offer. You Better just described the debt. American education system. It's true. It's true. I could put you in the ground instead, little man. I mean, I've seen him kill people like plenty of times. It's because you're like real big and stuff. No one cares. Just let us cross the bridge. It's going to be fine. And then we won't hurt you. We'll just go. You're going to look real stupid when, you know, he knocks all your teeth out of that big head of yours. They're real big. We could probably make them into a necklace or something. 
Well, it's a it's a real kind offer uh, of yours. Uh, hmm. Don't see many of your kind up on the surface, but so where all are y'all headed anyway? I'll cross this bridge. And after that? Oh, well, we, we was, don't know. We I was, haven't thought of that far. But just direction. What is it? Just, uh, just kind of abide my curiosity. Well, uh, we was uh, we was headed north. We were headed north. Oh, north. Well, that's actually just the way I'm headed as well. We can just go there together. Well, well what, you you are going to your mother's house too. Something like that. Well, we can visit your mother on the way. Well, I wouldn't mind spend paying her a little visit. I'm sure. Bet she's a fine lady. Mama, I'm talking about your mother. Mine's been dead like 300 years or something. Hey, that's a sore subject. You don't talk about one man's mother. Uh. I'm confused what's going on here. Can we cross your bridge or, or not? Yeah, come right across. And we'll travel uh. right up north together, just like a couple of pals. Isn't that right, Chester? They're welcome to come, huh? Jester is like uh, this this little nasty halfling looking thing uh, person is just kind of like seemingly like pulling themselves into like a, they're kind of crouched over they're they're trying to pull themselves into a standing position but they're still making being forced to sit so they're kind of doing a downward dog situation um, and they kind of just plop themselves backwards and goes you know I'm, I'm really tired of this and he points his finger at you again Cosmo and I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw uh, right he's trying to break your concentration with another spell. Uh, dexterity saving throw is a 16. Uh, another one of those webs hits you, uh, and hits you right off the back of that horse, um, as basically, uh, these webs, uh, which is a spell called web, uh, covers you. Uh, you conjure a massive, thick, sticky web at the point of your choice and range. The web fills a 20-foot, uh, cube from the point in direction. The webs are difficult terrain in, uh, lightly obscure the area. Um, well, and, uh, go ahead. Uh, a creature restrained by the webs can use its action to make strength uh, check against the spell, uh, but basically right now you are restrained and uh, basically stuck to your uh, <laughs> stuck laying backwards on uh, old Steve. Right. Well, uh, Lynn would have taken a shot as soon as right. He's just the like, halfling cast a spell. Okay. Uh, 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 we are going directly into combat then at that point. Uh, Do I get that attack off or is that next round? I'll let you get the attack off, um, but that's that's gonna be it. I will say it doesn't. It's not a concentration spell, so he's still sitting. <laughs> oh, really? It's not. He has to break it. No, he has to oh, save okay. it. What's uh, the? Uh, I guess I'll let him do it on his turn. This is gonna hurt. Okay. Are you who are you shooting? I'm shooting Chester. So I was just Glenn was basically just waiting to see the first sign of aggression because he's all the way in the trees, and as soon as the spell was cast, he just let go. Um. 23 to hit Chester. Uh, yeah, that defo hits Chester. And that would be for sneak attack damage as well. Uh, so be eight. Oh, wow. Got good luck on the D8 roll. Uh, so it's a six, and then that's 3D6 for sneak attack. Uh, six, 15, 17 damage to Chester. 17 damage to Chester. Okay, so... Thank you for Guiding Bolt. Uh, Chester is... He, he takes this uh, this 
in the chest, uh, you know, as is fitting, and uh, the, the bolt kind of bursts, uh, but still leaving a, a pretty sizable hole in uh, not very well armored Chester. Uh, and uh, you see them kind of fall backwards, uh, but they are, they seem to still be like you didn't kill them, but they are absolutely uh, on <laughs> death's door um, and is now just kind of like laying backwards, still in a sitting position. Like you just knocked them like a, off their rocker a little bit. Um, and with that, uh, we're going to roll into initiative because uh, old Willie is uh, charging you now. And I believe oh that. Uh, yeah. Um, at the only thing while we're all rolling, the only Finishing thing. this dice. Uh, that's unfortunate. Another one. Another one bites it down. Uh, bites dust. As as like uh, as Cosmo gets hit with that web, he would just say, "Why don't you just take your pants off? It might go away." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, super good. And he is a hundred percent making a uh, persuasion on him to try Wait, persuade <laughs> to persuade uh, Chester to take his pants off to, so that he doesn't have to sit. <laughs> um is it bound to his pants no okay okay um yeah let's hold on one second i know it's fine i'm just um uh chester rolled i think it's an intelligence check so it's 12 plus zero uh for for that or i guess wisdom would still be zero uh but i they are a magically learned individual and know that the spell is not bound to their pants and keep their pants on <laughs> Unless, how much is it? What was your persuasion? Oh, I didn't roll it. I'll roll it. Oh, shit. It's a 24. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> uh, Glenn can be invisible, and Cosmo can talk anybody into anything. Okay, so, uh, like, quick, quick, as a, quick as a whistle, quick as a, a cricket, uh, <laughs> old Chester just, uh, you see pants just fly into the air, and uh, this... Uh, uh, this halfling is now just down to their uh, their meundies and uh, they're they're having a with like I mean they they probably have like a robe on over the top of it but like they are just like you know letting the wind letting the wind on their bits uh, below that now and he's still stuck to the ground yeah still stuck and, and then he gets pelted by the arrow no <laughs> sure that's what not and knocked it backwards <laughs> his pants fly off um, as he's taking uh, them off he's just like, um, with that, we can uh, switch over to the battle. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, we can. Uh, I got a big ol' six. Okay. I got a 16. Oh, nice. It's my highest initiative roll this entire campaign. I think I'm, like, in the trees. I don't really see trees, so I'm going to put myself just kind of back towards the, oh, the corner. I'll, uh, here, yeah, I'll just, I, I would just count any of the green as trees um, for this purpose, because it's kind of a yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I was just counting the greenest trees, honestly. Uh, Cosmo, what'd you roll? Uh, I rolled a 14. For- okay, cool. Um, awesome. Well, that's going to put us... Uh, good old Willie's going to go first. Fuck. And um, So Cosmo, I think the year... Well, I guess you were like right here in the middle of the, the thing. I was you just towards the like- front. Yeah, I was okay. just out on the edge of the bridge. Okay. <clears throat> um, Rangrim, is this where you were at, or do you want to move yourself? Um, that's about where I'd say it would be. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, Willie is going to one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, they are going to be able to get to you. Uh, I wish we had a, a one for your horse right now because that'd be fun. Right, um, right. So he's going to uh, he's going to run up and be like, 
I guess I'll be taking you by force. And then this throws this hammer down uh, on you. And I'm going to do a reckless attack. Uh, ooh. That was really fucking good. All right. Uh, so the lowest of those, the first one is a... The first one was a 24. Uh, the second one, the lowest one, was a 16. Uh, for the that? second one does not hit. Okay. Uh, okay, so he comes down with this first hit with this uh, massive maul hammer thing. Uh, and he's going to give you... Going to give you what for? All right, that's going to be a ten damage as he go as he hits you. Um, and does your horse have stats? Um, it it does, I think. But oh. tell me what your horse stats are, because I might kill your horse here too. Um. Well, do you have to attack the horse? Um, I, that's what I'm trying to make the decision of whether when he would attack the horse or whether he attack you. I just need to know what the stats are. Um, I believe it's the stat blocks for the war horse. So yeah, I was actually just looking up stat blocks for a war horse. Um, you wouldn't kill it. According to this, it has 19 hit points. Okay, um, I'll say he just hits down on you then, and like get your your laying prone on the back of this thing, and he just hits you right in the stomach. <laughs> Um, at like, which like probably buckles the legs of the horse a bit, but uh, also just does uh, ten damage in uh, in ouchies to your tummy. <laughs> My tum tum. Your tum tum. Uh, and uh, with that, that's going to bring us uh, to uh, Rangrim's turn. Sorry, real quick. Poe got a two for his. Oh, good. No, actually, he got a four, so we have a shared initiative, which uh, works out, I guess. Oh, no, I had a six. Excuse me. Yeah, you got a six. Yeah. Uh, he, he technically is right after you still, though. Perfect. All right, Willie. Um, we're going to cross the bridge, and there's not much you can do about it. And Rangrim is just going to look at him, give him the finger, and cast Hold Person. Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what kind of yeah, save so do I need to make? Wisdom save. Oh, I'm so glad that you did it. Otherwise, I was gonna. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? Goliaths are not good at wisdom. <laughs> That's a 13. Anything else? I rolled pretty strength. well. 15 to save, so he is now paralyzed for the duration. Oh, at the so end of each just... of his turns, he can try to make another save to break it. He's paralyzed. He's just like... Like flexing, like and just like flex to bust out and can't do it, and uh, is absolutely very pissed. But Willie is stuck, paralyzed. And uh, for you kids at home that don't know, paralyzed is a terrible condition to be. Um, so attack rolls against them have advantage, and any attack that hits them when the attacker's within five feet is a crit. Oh fuck! That's real bad. That's bad yep. for Willie. It's a yeah, bad day. That's, that's Do I get to make a save Willie. every time you hit him, though? Uh, the you, uh, the save no. is at the end of all of Willie's turns. Oh no! Yeah, he's paralyzed the whole turn. All right, it's time oh. for it. This is Willie bad. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh man! Oh fucking poor Willie. Uh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, that's going to uh, Rangram unless you have more to do. Um, no, no, that would be it. Just cast cast my hold person, and I would off. actually, yeah, give him the finger, and I'm just right up in his grill with Cosmo. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'd actually be probably like right here, almost <laughs> just like shaking, angry, almost in his space, like he's frozen, and I'm like almost touching him. <laughs> you are inside of his grill. Um, awesome. That's going to bring us to Cosmo. Right. Um, I get to save away from this webbing or whatever now? Yep. Uh, strength check. Oh, okay. Strength check is... Gonna... Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a strength check, which I don't... Is that just straight strength added to your roll? Strength plus your... It's just uh, plus the modifier? modifier. Yeah. Okay. It's just not a saving throw. It's just your modifier. All right. Well, I think I'm good. I rolled a nat 20. Nice. You know what? Actually, you needed to roll a nat 21. So. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, no, yeah, that, uh, yeah, you, uh, you fucking just like, and sit up back on your horse, like tearing the webs. Um, uh, maybe they weakened a little bit from the weakened condition of uh, our buddy Chester over there. Uh, and they went fucking, down. It went out with this Fucking pants. hulk out of these things and just webs explode off you. But he just sits right up and he's just like, well, I would say I was going to wipe that filthy grin off your face, but I think it's stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, let's see. Cosmo, I honestly didn't expect to get out of that. Um, did I. You just, you just did a sit up. Your your abs are insane. After after that mace to the stomach, my core just absolutely fully engages, and he's just. See, that's the thing. Like, a, uh, dwarves turn ale into eight, like into eight packs. Like they oh, yeah. just like turn that directly into muscle. Absolutely. And he's just. Unfortunately, that's not the same for us humans. But when he just turns to Rangrim, he's just. Hey, Rangrim, he seems pretty stuck. Do we, uh, do we send him for a swim? We should send him somewhere. Oh, fuck. He's found what him- happens if you push him off the fucking... He's found himself right here on his bridge that he says is his. Oh, my God. So, I mean, what do you say? We just, you know, we just make this water under the bridge and Willie <laughs> and just be on our merry way. Certainly one thing we could do there, Cosmo. And also, as part of the paralyzed condition, he automatically fails strength and deck saves. <laughs> Fuck. Well, what do you all want to do with this big Goliath? <laughs> um, I, it is technically, we're still technically in combat because Chester is still uh, has some breath left in him. Oh, okay, that's correct. No, yeah. I, know, I know that. I know. Yeah, maybe we just smash him. Right. What well, then? Let's just smash him. And uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, you could use your 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 combat turn to push this dude off a fucking bridge if you want to. I know, like, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, okay. It's like, well, we'll just give that a second, I suppose. We'll just put a little bit of hurt on him after what he did to me. It is a crit, isn't it? Oh, crit. oh no! It's advantage and, and an instant crit. Wait, does, so- but Bobby has two attacks. Does those <laughs> both crit? Yeah. Yep. It- as long as the attack oh hits my and he's in five feet of him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. Cool. He has to actually hit him and then, gotcha. 
He has advantage on the attack, but he does have to actually hit, and then it's a crit. Oh, got it, got it. I do crit, critical damage. I see. Oh, I see. So you double the dice if you hit. Right. Um, okay. Oh, no. Okay. So, uh, Osmo just, like, swings down with his uh, war pick, and let's see what happens. One. Oh, that's gonna do it. That'll do it. Let's see, that was a 19 plus uh, 6, so 25 to hit. Just, just barely. Just got him. Okay. And um, let's see, we'll go with the second one. Uh, Radar, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give the people what they want. uh, Bye-bye, Willie. (laughs) Okay, so that is a 14 plus 6, so a dirty 20. Uh, on, on the second attack? On the second attack. Yeah, I mean, that hits. They both hit. Okay. Um, I, I really could. I, I don't want to be... Just, just melt him. All right, just all right, all right. Let's all turn right. this man into let's, goo. Let's... <laughs> okay. make, him part of, make him part of the bridge. I don't know if I have enough D8s for this, guys. <laughs> okay, all right. All right That's a go. good problem to have in d d it is. All right, so let's see. So <laughs> I we'll... require additional dice. I require additional dice. All right, let's smite these, and let's see what happens. Smite him, oh smite! I am the smiter. He's been smoten. <laughs> All right, so that means I roll. Uh... Spread along the riverside. <laughs> he's he's about to be. There goes uh, some gore. Uh, okay, so it's a <laughs> beyond deep... the shore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I take the dice and I double it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ten plus uh, twelve is twenty-four. So thirty-four damage on the first hit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, and are these level one divine smites? You cast oh, them. Oh yeah, they're just level one. Okay, yeah, no, so, no. so you can let's really rein it in. So that's <laughs> uh twelve plus. What level do you have up to? Uh, hold on, twelve Sorry. plus twenty four. So twenty four plus twelve is the second hit. So what is that? Thirty six. Thirty six. So thirty six on both hits. Thirty four and thirty six. So you just hit him with seventy <laughs> damage. Jeez. Uh, yep. Yeah. How does this guy die? Oh no! Hopefully, painfully, just like Sigrid. So, <laughs> um, so I don't know. I'm on a horse. I've never done this before. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I mean, I will say he's pretty big, so he's still like over. He's still standing over you, kind of, even though you're. Oh shoot! Uh, so Cosmo just he takes his war pick and he's just like, well. I told you, my friend. Rangrim told you too. This could have ended nicely. And he just like he absolutely smashes him upside the head with his the flat side and brings it back and just rails him in the side with the sharp end of his war pick, just like straight inside like ch- like chest. I don't know where uh, how high I can reach, <laughs> but uh, on my horse. Uh, yeah, uh, you fucking... Okay, so you do this, and you feel that, like, uh, like just, like, the sheer power of this attack, like, it has that, like, kind of, like, 
electric energy that you felt before, just like this uh, courses through it and hits this uh, on the second hit. It just hits Willie in the head, and his head explodes in a way that it is like a uh, like a pinata, I guess, of disgustingness, <laughs> um, a gross pinata, a pinata that no child wants at their at their uh, birthday party. Um, and uh, there is uh, the remainder of him kind of falls sideways. Um, and kind of just uh, slops off the side of the uh, the bridge and uh, falls just kind of like in the water and you see it just kind of float past and it just kind of comes on the other side of the bridge and just kind of slowly floats past. Um, Cosmo sees yeah. it and he says, wow, that river's pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, aside from covering, covering this uh, this bridge and a, a ton of uh well willy um there uh you <laughs> technically still have one person alive but that was an insane amount of damage and you're really lucky you did the smite because it had to be magical damage because he had resistance against physical nice um but yes so it is technically uh chester's turn uh chester looks up and just kind of or like looks past it's just and looks horrified from across the bridge, and you see them just kind of reach their hand out and just goes, here, boy. And this portal appears on the ground, this, like, spinning vortex of, like, this black shadow, and just, like, expands across the ground, and it's, like, purple, and there's, like, this green lightning in it. And this, you just see this really big, really big wolf-like hound uh, what's called a hound of ill omen bounds out of the uh, out of this portal to uh, I believe uh, oh yeah the nine hells so uh, <laughs> bounds out of the, this portal the nine hells and uh, just uh, is now snarling at uh, Chester's side uh, kind of shielding him from your attack so he's technically at three quarters cover currently Chester does the dog still listen even though you're sitting He just cough. He's just coughing. He's not even answering you. Right. Well, you didn't have to die too, but uh, I reckon. Uh, I guess. You're gonna. I... <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> so technically, it is Glenn's turn. Oh, no. Oh no. Uh, okay. Um. So he's got a dog. Where is the dog? He has three quarters cover, so he has a plus the five to his AC currently. It's standing like sideways in front of him. Um, okay, and then I'm going to, uh, I guess, just move half a half a step closer, but take my bonus action to hide, uh, just so I can get that juicy stealth. Uh, yeah, that's thirty, no, twenty nine to hide, um, and then I'm going to hold an arrow knocked for when Poe goes to swoop down and just basically distract the hound just enough for it to move and I'm going to release a shot and try to shoot Chester right in the dome. So So you're basically trying to get advantage on attacking Chester. Correct. Okay. Sounds good. Trying Uh, to draw him out. Yeah. Um, So, okay. Um, Yes. So it would be Poe's turn next. So Poe's going to fly over there and start is he like swoop up like above, trying to get the hound to like kind of jump up at him, try to remove okay. that cover and get advantage? Yeah, yeah. So I'll say that uh, I'll say that the it's it succeeds in 
in taunt. I don't know if you need to roll for anything with that. It just does it, right? It's aid, right? Yeah, it's, it's a help action, but technically yeah. you'd get a, a attack of opportunity against Poe. Okay. Yeah, like so you would do, still do the damage, or it'd still like get the help off, but the attack of opportunity, like as he's leaving, would take effect. Right. Okay. So that's going to be a uh, just like he's going to jump up with a bite attack, um, and that's going to be a seventeen to hit. Oh yeah. So when he jumps, Glenn's going to loose the arrow, the <laughs> the ring of volley. So like as the dog's in the air, and he and just chops the ground, yeah. chops on Poe that's in the him. air, just. Uh, you shoot underneath him. Uh, that's going to hit. Uh, natural 18 plus 8, 26 to hit. Okay. Uh, do you want me to roll? How much health does Poe have? Oh, he's dead. He's super dead. <laughs> um, I think he's 1. Okay, gotcha. Uh, one. Now he's none. Sorry, so. he's 1d4 minus 1. I'll, I'll roll for him. Oh, that was a 1. So yeah, he's got 1. <laughs> minus 1. Oh, he starts out dead, but the lowest you can do is 1. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so yeah, roll your, roll your, uh, roll your attack. Roll my damage? Yeah, roll your damage. Okay. So I was assuming that that hit. Uh, 26 hit. Uh, uh, so 10 damage there, and then sneak attack is 3d6. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so it's going to be 25 damage to Chester. Um, oh, well... <laughs> Let me tell you a little something about Chester. He's no longer in the land of living. Uh, that <laughs> that is uh, one very dead halfling sorcerer. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, how does he die? Honestly, I picture the explosion of the arrow is probably just as big as he is, so he just kind of pops. Like it's not even like anything special. It's like it's like uh, it's like the uh, the grunt grunt surprise party or whatever. Yeah. 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 Halo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you explode the chest of uh, of old Chester and. Yeah. Uh, the hound, uh, after having a uh, not even a very satisfying post snack, because I don't think Poe's real, uh, I think it evaporates into another world. Yeah, uh, looks down and sees that uh, Chester, who made it, is uh, fiercely loyal to, according to the uh, player card, um, is very, very upset about this, and it just happens to be his turn, and is going to charge uh, directly across the bridge and uh, attack the first person it sees, uh, which is going to be old good old Rangrim, the shiny boy. Shiny Rangrim. Shiny boy Rangrim. Uh, so that's going to be uh, just a just just a healthy. Hmm. Oh, it's that's an interesting thing. Beasts of the Loman are unaffected by critical hits. Did not know that. Um. Oh, you also everyone in the area has a disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks and saving throws. That's what's weird. what's the area? Uh, sixty feet. Sixty. Whoa. Whoa. It's a bad luck radius, technically. Um, well, but it's also uh, carries forward for uh, the Beast of the Loman because it only rolled a 14 to hit. That is an ill omen. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it runs up and tries to bite Rangrim, gets a big mouthful of shield, and it's going to be... Uh, well, it's not Willie's turn. That's for damn sure. Uh, it's Rangrim's turn. And it's also everything has disadvantage. Like, we have disadvantage on, like, everything around it. Uh, yeah, bad luck. So, aura of misfortune. Bad luck radius from the beast and aura within third, uh, 60 feet radius. Also, creatures in the area have disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws. And that's a, is that like a curse? Wow. Or what is that? Area, aura of misfortune. It's it's just a, a bad zone it's made by yeah. a, a nasty boy. I okay. want an armor that does that. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> right? I want Just a, run forever. <laughs> I want a spell that lets me bring one of those guys to life. See, here's my here's my uh, my uh, monkey's paw. I'll give you. I'll give you that armor, but it'll also affect your friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're just gonna we're gonna 
Just go for it. I'm gonna use steering like and with my hammer, which is now on fire. What? I wow, that was horrible. I rolled a five. <laughs> You're getting puppy there. Yeah, I noticed. I just got a warning. I rolled a five and a six, so that is a twelve. Ooh. Um. Oh, to hit? Yeah. Ooh. I'm sorry, my guy. That does not hit. Not think so. Um, uh, and with the rest of my turn as my bonus action, I'm just gonna cough direct in its face. <laughs> oh no, you're gonna pass it along. The cover. Um, <laughs> uh, that's gonna bring us to Cosmo's turn. Right. So Cosmo is going to use his um, channel divinity to give him uh, adva- advantage on attack rolls um, on the east see so that I at least break even right because isn't that how that works if I uh, have disadvantage and I get give yourself ad- advantage it's just a straight roll okay mm-hmm. okay um, and then uh, but I'm gonna uh, also just in the RP of precision, I'll cast. Use my bonus action to cast a uh, hunter's mark on it, um, and then uh, and just say, "Well, here, beastie," and then just swing my war pick at it. Um, yeah, do it. I'm doing it. Doing it. Doing it right now. Uh, nat twenty. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> with adv- with disadvantage. I have straight rolls because of my. Oh right. right. So one nat twenty. I sense another divine smite incoming. <laughs> Let's go. And then uh, the second one is a. Uh, it's a seventeen plus six, so that is twenty three. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So, let's see here. Oh, man. <laughs> so, that's gonna be 8, 11, plus 4 is 15, so 30 damage on the first hit. And sorry, that's uh twelve. It's fine. Just trivialize my uh my my battles. It's fine. I think I see. You know what that is? I think there's a is that a red dragon coming in? (laughs) Skyrim music (laughs) starts playing. Uh, so the the beastie takes um forty two damage. Okay. How does the beastie? Sorry. No, uh, it's fine. So the beastie who I see is attacking my friend, like Cosmo, just like jumps off of Steve and like falling, like war picks the beast like in the side with uh, his war pick and just like, I don't know, breaks its neck. Uh, 
yeah, you fucking you hit this thing around the back of the neck, and it just like pinches its its head and its like neck between like the bridge and your war pick, and just like basically just like, and uh, it goes limp. And uh, this uh, it just like as that happens, like the ground like it just kind of like starts swirling again, and this thing just kind of like falls limply back uh, down into like this black portal that just kind of swallows itself up behind it, um, and. That is it. Uh, cue Final Fantasy music, as you all have uh, very much so uh, won this battle and are out of combat. Well, well guys, I uh, think we can cross the bridge now. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn walks out and just kind of like taking some of the, the leaves off his shoulder and puts the bow back. He's like, oh, that was easy. And just hops in the back of the cart and just waits for Rangram to start <laughs> moving it along. Oh, there you are, Glenn. I was, I was trying to find you, but I got something in my eye. Ah oh, no, I, I, I saw that. I'll I'll talk to Poe about it. He's got kind of an attitude issue. He, I keep bringing him in and out. He, he doesn't like it. But well, Pooh can stay wherever he is. Yeah, he's gonna. He's in a little bit of a timeout. I appreciate that. Well, and I just imagine like we all just like I just get back on my steed. Everybody gets in the cart, and we just yeah across. I would um stop for a second and check um if Chester had anything like in his pockets or I want look because I know uh, Willie's way down river. Right. Well, so yeah, would, uh, he also wasn't wearing very many clothes, so unless yeah. you wanted his big mall, he probably didn't have too much on him. I I think his pants are over there. I seen him throw them. <laughs> roll me uh roll me an uh, investigation check for uh for Chester. 17. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to say that you you did find something. Um, aside from, uh, which I'll have to like figure out after uh, kind of after the stream, but um, alongside that, you also found some like different uh, things for casting, just like little bits and bobs for casting spells. Uh, maybe like a, a, like a small spell book or two that are kind of like all around like the, uh, the shadow, um, oh my gosh, the shadow fell yeah shadow fell uh, it's all based around like shadow magic and that kind of thing um so if you're interested in some uh some you know some light reading right. then uh, you could pick that up as well better that than the shadow, shadow magic for dummies better better that than the shadow realm i hear it's true mm-hmm. yeah you never want to get banished there right. um yeah so uh that's that's what you find and then i'll figure out what you actually found rangram um but yeah, yeah so are you all just continuing along the path yeah, and I imagine the sun's like almost setting before us. As like, there's a bridge just like covered with gore, and we have like nay a scratch on us. Most You're shiny and beautiful. I told him to just let us across the bridge. We did. It's actually it's actually maybe noon at this point, but yes, oh, yeah, I like that didn't the visual. Take very long. <laughs> no, it didn't. No. It only took like an hour or two to get here, and then at this point, like with every like with the sneaking around and whatnot, I think it's like maybe eleven o'clock, and, and it was like at the most barely a round of combat. Um. <laughs> Brangrip, what'd you find down there? That looks like uh, some reading material. I just got through my book. You mind uh, tossing that up here? Yep. And he just, right over his shoulder, just throws it in the direction of Glenn's voice. Slide a hand to catch it. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Where's your mage hand? Uh, uh, that's fine. 14, or 13 to catch it. I think you catch it. Yeah, you catch yeah, it I well enough. It incredibly hard. It's just I wasn't looking. Just, there you go. 
I miss it with my first two, and I catch Mage Hand to like actually grab it. And I float it down. I just start reading the book as we putts along. Um, yeah, I'll just give you a little bit of background, I guess, on the Shadowfell just to, uh, in the meantime. But the Shadowfell is also known as the Plane of Shadow. Uh, it was one of the planes of existence uh, in various cosmological uh, models, but uh, it existed as a kind of counterpart to the Feywild uh, in a sense that it kind of, it's a reflection or an echo of the Prime Material Plane. Uh, like, uh, But unlike the Feywild, it's like a bleak and desolate place uh, full of decay and death, but there are uh, different sorcerers and uh different kinds of uh creatures that have learned to harness and channel that shadow foul power over the years and clearly chester was one of those um but yeah so uh you're reading this you're reading this book and you all are kind of traveling along the path and then um I'm gonna roll it's a bad shot um you uh you hear the uh thunk as a uh, small bolt uh, hits in the uh, into the side of the cart, and then you hear uh, what sounds like, like kind of like a war cry of a, a couple individuals uh, that are rushing at you, kind of through the trees uh, on your left hand side. Uh, what do you all do? Uh, you can see that there are uh, there seems to be a, a hu- like a bigger humanoid figure. Um, it's kind of an odd assortment though. It's like a bigger humanoid figure, and like you can't really make out their shapes. They don't seem to be like normal. And then one of them is like. Um, almost like a big burly form that's on all fours and almost seems like something is on its back and there's like and as you're looking at this thing on its back you see another uh crossbow bolt whiz past your head um as as if something is like mounted up there and shooting at you um and as you all are kind of taken aback by this there's uh they kind of break free of the trees and you see that there are three forms in particular there is one that is an orc that is um horrendously battle scarred all over the place wearing like pretty much like kind of ramshackle armor of sorts made out of different pieces of metal and leather um but the thing that strikes you is that all of these creatures seem to be modified of some sort they're not the normal creatures you've seen before the orc in particular um has looks like their hands um have been almost removed and they have what looks like swords have been uh like leather strapped to the outside so they're basically two blade hands at this point and they're rushing at you um the uh the bigger form looks like it was an ogre but the way that their posture is they're almost running on all fours and mounted to their back is almost like a almost like a, a dump truck kind of situation it's like a big uh like a big box um and inside riding in that box there is a small goblin figure who is uh, wielding a crossbow and is shooting it at you and as soon as they break through the trees uh, they're doing this like war cry and they kind of uh you see the orc have a little bit of a recognition and stops and puts his hand down and goes glenn and that's where we're gonna leave it tonight dang <laughs> And you got some weird friends, Glenn. Yeah, I travel. I've been alive a long time. <laughs>